Welcome to Podcast Against Antisemitism, the show that takes a deep dive into the world's oldest hatred. I'm Ellie, your host, and you can join us for new episodes every Thursday. Subscribe now at antisemitism.org slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss a show. You can also watch the podcast on our YouTube channel and please consider leaving us a nice review so we can grow our listenership. It makes a big difference. My guest today is the comedian, actor, writer, and podcaster, Judy Gold. Judy has had stand-up specials on HBO, Comedy Central, and Logo, and she was part of Netflix's Standout and LGBTQ Plus Celebration. In addition to appearances on television shows on FX, Apple Plus, and Hulu, Judy is also a proud member of the Jewish community and participates in fundraisers in partnerships with Jewish organizations across the U.S. Judy's comedy pokes fun at real-life issues, including anti-Semitism, which she has no qualms about addressing in her act. Judy, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Always, always happy to talk about this topic. <laughs> I'm I'm really like happy to have you on. Um, you know, we were talking and you said that how anti-Semitism is, is part of your act. How how did you get into comedy and how have you incorporated Judaism and anti-Semitism into your act? Well, I've been doing stand-up for 40 years. I, I started on a dare when I was 19. So that's 41. Oh boy, I'm old. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, being Jewish, my Judaism, which is such a big part of who I am. Uh, my mother was such a proud Jew. Um, and my parents really shoved down our throats that everyone hates us. Um, my father served in World War II. Um, he was actually in London. He was stationed, uh, in Birmingham, um, during Blitzkrieg. And he lived in a this, this, oh God, I wish I had the name for you. This boarding school, it was the only boarding school that allowed Jewish kids. Um, and, uh, his, his division of the army was stationed there in these, uh, dormitories. Wow. Um, I have in my New York apartment, I have a, a little thingy tchotchke from, from the, um, uh, the, the, the school. But anyway, um, so I grew up in a, an observant, um, and culturally Jewish, religiously Jewish, but very Jewish identified and very aware of anti-Semitism. I'm always this company, you know, I mean, it was, you know, we'd watch TV, anti-Semite, Jew, converted, you know, it was it was, it was always mentioned, you know, and the fact that everyone hates us. Okay. So I become a comedian and my Jewishness, my, is a huge part of my act. Although everyone in the business is telling me you're too Jewish. You're too, stop the Jewish. It's too much. And you know, who's saying that is the Jews. Uh, the, the Jewish people are the ones saying you're too, don't do the Jewish, you know, try to tone it down. I had a manager who told me to straighten my hair and dye it blonde, which I did. Wow. I had, I looked like a newscaster. Um, <laughs> but you can't escape who you are. And it wasn't as if I was ashamed. I was proud of being a Jew. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't tone it down. And in, in fact, I wrote, um, 
I did a one-person show called 25 Questions for a Jewish Mother, which was a huge hit in New York. I actually did it in Montreal, too, and we traveled all over the country. Um, and it was a it was a show I wrote with my friend Kate Moira Ryan, and it was based on interviews we did with Jewish mothers all over the country. Um, and that became, that was really, that was when I was just like, don't tell me to be someone I'm not. Um, and it was funny because I came out, uh, as a lesbian in in 96 and it became, okay, now don't do the gay stuff. It's like, no, no, I'm I'm both. Um, anyway, uh, as I've gotten older and fearless and I've don't really care what people think, uh, anymore, you get to that age, you'll, you'll get there. Um, (laughs) And the rise in anti-Semitism and the fact that, uh, you know, we are being attacked and it mirrors, it mirrors what was happening in the thirties in Germany. Um, I can't, no, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to, I'm not going to shut down. I see these swastikers and these, and they don't even know what it stands for. Um, the you know the insurrectionists at the Capitol with the you know six million was not enough. These people are not only dumb, but th- they are dangerous. Uh, and as a kid, thinking my parents were overreacting all the time, you know, uh, you know, I I would lay in my bed. I'm thinking. Never in my life will someone knock on my door and say, get out, you know? Yeah. But I can imagine that now. I can imagine that. Um, people are make, are buying land in other countries. Uh, it and, and I have a microphone. And I'm a Jewish comedian. I've always been a Jewish comedian. And this is an important topic. And I preface my anti-Semitism jokes with the fact that in the United States, we're 2% of the population. And in the world, we're two-tenths of 1%. Two-tenths of 1%. And then go Google Nobel Prizes. See how Jews who have improved your life, this small group of people, and what they have contributed to your health and welfare and your the arts and engineering and and everything everything and you hate us then you should live in the world without anything we've contributed you got to talk about it i feel like the more discourse about anti-semitism you know the better hmm. and there's That's a thing about yeah being a comedian you go hear a comedian and you you know, anyone who makes you laugh, you like them. And then you find out, oh, I thought I hated Jews, but I find her funny. I thought <laughs> I hated gays, but she made me laugh. You know, it's... Right. Yeah. I um, I, I was I read this Times of Israel article about you. You said that there were times when you've had to follow anti-Semites on stage. Um, mm-hmm. Could you... Could you like tell us a bit about that? And more broadly, have you seen much anti-Semitism from fellow comedians? You know, I haven't. Uh, or first of all, I've had to follow not only you know anti-Semitism, racism, 
homophobia, xenophobia, uh, misogyny. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Um, lazy jokes, lowest common denominator. Uh, and that is just something that happens when you're, when you're a comic, you know, um, especially up and coming, uh, when, when club bookers used to not curate the shows so that, you know, it was, oh, this person works well with that person. It was just like, who's going to bring in, you know, we have this one headlining, let's get some cheap acts to open. Um, so that's part one. What was the second question? that I wanted to answer first. And I just, now I forgot cause I'm 60. Oh, it, <laughs> it was whether you have seen anti-Semitism in comedy more broadly. So what's interesting now is I now see the Jewish comedians not talking about being Jewish. And so when I see someone saying I'm a Jew, I'm, I'm so grateful. And on the other hand, you know, being a, an out lesbian in the straight clubs when I was coming up, I was working in the mainstream clubs. I, uh, I had established myself. And then once I had a child, I started talking about my relationship and my kid and uh, being a same-sex parent, which was, by the way, very palatable, you know, you know, I came out because of my kid, but it made it easier for me to come out because it wasn't some, it was easier for people to, oh, that's a family and this is funny and what they have to go through, you know. Um, But I noticed that there are comedians who just don't bring it up. You know, it used to be, oh, you know, I'm a Jew, so I blah, blah. You know, there's not a lot of that. So when I do see a comedian who talks about being Jewish, I, I am so excited. And on the other hand, when I see a gay person who doesn't even have to come out or a trans person who gets on stage now, and it's not even an issue, it's not even an issue. You know, those are the two sides of the coin. I mean, I used to see a palpable shift in the audience when they realized I was gay. They were like, Oh, wait, like you would see them like, oh, um, but yeah, I, I, I've seen people talking a lot less about their Judaism. Um, and then again, I see other people doubling down on it. Right. Right. Well, being Jewish and Semitism, like you say, is a big, a big part of your act. I wanted to ask you about this idea in comedy that comedians uh, should punch up rather than punch down, which is, which is, I suppose, to say that jokes should be aimed at those carrying out harm rather than uh, aimed at towards the victims of it. And I was wondering what you thought about this and how it relates to anti-Semitism in comedy. Well, you know, there's this idea of punching up and punching down. And when it comes to comedy, what exactly is that? Punching down to me is, is like an easy, lazy, not funny. It's, it's not comedy. Um, you can joke about anything. I have jokes about the Holocaust, but they're good, well thought out, well crafted jokes that make you think. Um, 
if you're going to take the easy way out and just disparage people just to disparage people and get a laugh, that's not comedy to me. Um, and you could say, you know, Dave Chappelle is punching down. Um, but Dave Chappelle, very funny guy. I don't understand his obsession with trans people. I don't understand why anyone would do a whole special about, you know, or devote that, you know, like, what is your obsession with them? And also, you know, I'm not into comparing um, uh, horror stories of our our past, you know, like we had it worse than you had, you know. Um, But that being said, I do think the Jews have had it really bad since the beginning of time. And, um, and I don't shun, I, I think in our country, the racism is beyond, beyond horrible. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's this idea of punching up and there's an idea of punching down. Punching up to me is, is real comedy is, a you know, George Carlin speaking truth to power. He hated the punching down. Um, you know, it, it's, I can curse on this, right? Yeah, I got for it. All right. So, you know, Lenny Bruce, uh, said, you know, take away, which is what's happening now with the censorship, take away the right to say fuck and you take away the right to say fuck the government. And that is exactly punching up, you know, someone will use that word as a punchline, which is not, but fuck the government is a point you're trying to make, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's really, we are truth tellers. We are the truth tellers. And let me tell you something. Jews have used comedy to, as a weapon, as a weapon, uh, as a coping mechanism, as a way to say, hey, to, to disarm people, it, it's a powerful weapon. I mean, um, Mark Twain said, under, um, under the assault of laughter, nothing can stand. Uh, because it is humiliation. You can have whatever weapon you want, but humiliation is extremely powerful. And... I don't know if a lot of people know this, but, you know, when, when, uh, during the rise of the third Reich, (laughs) okay, that was me doing, you know, uh, it was comedians who were getting on stage and telling the truth about what was really happening in Germany. They were speaking the truth to power, which is one of the things a comedian does. Um, and so Hitler passed the Treachery Act, and, you know, those jokes weakened Nazi propaganda. And Hitler passed the Treachery Act of 1934, which made telling or listening to an anti-Nazi joke an act of treason punishable by imprisonment or death. That is how powerful comedy is. Um, And Jews, the way we are taught to think, I believe really feeds into the way a comedian thinks it's arguing there's still people sitting in a room right now talking about some Talmudic passage (laughs) that's been 
talked about for thousands and they're still arguing about it, you know? Yeah. And, and it is the way we are taught, you know, even the way we speak with the questioning, Oh, it's not gonna, huh? you know, like I don't even have to say words and it's like, <laughs> you know, and you know, you get it. Um, and you know, we have used comedy to assimilate. Um, and it's it's something that's re- I think it's a huge part of our culture. Every rabbi, when they get a laugh, first of all, you got a bar bat mitzvah, right, or b mitzvah now. Yeah. But and and the first line is always like some sort of joke to you know to disarm the audience, right? And yeah. it is a tool, and. And people who are full of hate don't want to be disarmed Mm. because their hate is their armor. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with the fight against anti-Semitism, why not subscribe to Campaign Against Anti-Semitism? Visit antisemitism.org slash act or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube. When when you're on stage and you're joking um, about anti-Semitism, what have some of the reactions been, both good or bad? It's funny. It's such a good question because, you know, there's this whole idea when you're a comedian of the line, you know, crossing the line. And George Carlin said, I like to find out where the line is, cross it deliberately, and then make the audience happy that I did. And for me, the line is when I'm doing material, especially about Jews and anti-Semitism. And I think they're laughing for the wrong reason. That's my, that's my line. And, you know, people are like, how can you tell? You can tell, believe me. Um, But I have had, I challenge them. You know, I'll, I'll talk about anti-Semitism and how everyone hates us and the way you know, I have many funny jokes that are just based in the truth um, that have made Jews uncomfortable. Uh, and when I talk about Israel, uh, that is really a hot button issue. But the way I talk about it is is in a way, because I've been there now three times and I've had such an, an incredible experiences that you t- you can tell i i've asked people in the audience you seem to not you know why are you making a face when i talk about israel and they're like i said you don't you don't like israel yeah and i'm i'm like, why I, I this literally happened in washington dc i said why and he this guy said um something with the palestinians <laughs> like that is where like that is where comedy goes to die and intellectual and what in it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, but I see like Gary Goleman, um, who I love. He's a great comic talking about what Jews have invented. I mean, there's ways of talking about anti-Semitism in a way that is hilarious and enlightening. Um, 
And I see great comics like Gary doing that. Um, I mean, I've posted things like, you hate the Jews, then throw out your cell phone. Don't get don't get a heart transplant. Don't drink your water. Don't, you know, come on, people. Yeah. You know, that whole idea of tacuna lum. We take that seriously. We don't say, oh, my God, you hate Jews. Well, then you know what? Don't don't you can't have this or you can't listen to that or you can't eat that or, you know. Or wear yeah. that, it, or go see this play, or this show, or this musician. It's, it's ridiculous, and it's mm. such an old hate. But yeah. you have to talk about it. For sure, for sure, and that kind of leads me to ask you: Have you ever found yourself uh, writing material about Jews or anti-Semitism, and you feel like you have the point or the statement, but you don't have the joke yet? Yes, all the time. So I'll write it down. I do that all the time, like something funny about the fact that blank and I bring it on stage and I start talking it out. Lots of times I'll sit and try to just write like off the top of my head and something comes out. But it's really for me, um, I write these topics down because, you know, you get to a point where I could get up there and just there's plenty of comics who get up there and they're just funny. They're just talking about non-threatening observational things. And you know what? Good for them. They are lucky enough to have that, that taking control. You know, that's what they think about They're They, are, and I think of them as very lucky, but when you are a Jew, a woman, a lesbian in this society, I don't have the pleasure of, just like, hey, isn't it funny how, you know, you know, the flower blooms and then it dies. And, you know, like I don't have that's not yeah. what occupies my mind. Um, and I feel like, uh, you know, as I get older, um, I, it's just what I think about all the time. And I can't the ridiculousness of it. Um, Yeah. And the hypocrisy, it's so, and let me tell you something. When you take, you know, I'll say something. You asked me about, you know, pushback from the audience. That's on them. That is on them. If you take my intent, you take that out of the equation. You have nothing. You're hearing something, not the way the writer or performer intended it, the way you're going to take it. Uh, that word offends me. I can't listen to the rest. Oh my God. I can't believe, uh, she mentioned that event in history that, you know, that's it. You're done. Don't go to a comedy club. If you're going to sit there like that, when you take out, uh, context, nuance, and intent, like, look in the United States, if you murder someone, right. And then you go on trial for homicide, you're sentence is determined by your intent what you were thinking did you mean to do you know give a comedian the same consideration mm. yeah um i gotta ask you know you you perform for for um sometimes jewish audiences do you find yourself adjusting the material for jewish and non-jewish audiences in terms well, of anti-semitism absolutely first of all there's so many jokes I can do in front of a Jewish audience where I don't have to explain, like the word parv, 
Um, yeah. I mean, there's just so many inside things. You know, I have traveled all over uh, for so many years. And my father died when I was 27. And I, that year, I wherever I went, I went to say Mourner's Cottage on Saturday morning. Wow. And it was such an incredible thing because I'd be in the middle of nowhere and I'd find a synagogue. And I'm looking around. I'm like, well, these are the same songs we sing. Uh, I know exactly what's in their refrigerator. Uh, you know, every you just we are. I know what you're doing afterwards. I, you know, it it's it was the most. It, it was like an epiphany of how wherever we are, we are. You know, like we're all there. We're one sort of community. Um, and it's it's even more fascinating when you go overseas and you're like, oh my god, like it's. I don't know. We are such, we have this language so I can get away with talking about things that I don't have to explain to a Jewish audience. But then there's also, you know, like I do a lot of corporate Jewish gigs. I can't curse. I can't, you know, oh my God, this is the best. And I've done a bunch of these where they're like, oh, we're going to, we want you to perform for our, you know, sisterhood gala or our synagogue, whatever, big fundraiser. And I'm on the Bema. I'm on the Bema with the Taurus behind me. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? I can't. What am I? And I just always turn around. I'm like, sorry, sorry. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, because we have this unspoken bond and this unspoken, you know, you know, when you meet a Jew and you're like, you can tell a Jew, you can see him across the. <laughs> Friggin' room. <laughs> you know that feeling of like, okay, okay, there's another one of me here. Uh, you know? Um, and you know what the greatest thing about Jews and comedy is that they they love they we started stand-up, you know, we in the Catskill, you know. We every fundraise, thank God for the Jews, or I would make, and so many other comedians would make a very horrible living but they embrace that yeah yeah or we embrace it yeah um do you have any plans to come to london because i think the jewish community here would oh my god i want to come us. there i want to come there so bad i was yeah. there in the 80s i and i had just started doing stand-up and they were so mean to me <laughs> like um i was oh, new no. i was very raw but i have been dying to come there I really, you know, and especially with my, my father was an Anglophile and that he had lived there and it was such a big part of his life. And, mm. um, I, yeah, really want to come there and perform. Yeah. Well, uh, let me know if you do. We'll hook you up with a nice kiddish spread. Um, Thank you. Chala, 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 chala. <laughs> um, so, I mean, look, in addition to calling out uh, anti-Semitism in your act, you're very vocal about it on social media. And you've said mm -hmm. in interviews before that you you receive a lot of anti-Semitism on social media oh. as well. Is this something that uh, affects you or can you just brush it off or how do you handle it? Uh, it's really, it's so funny that you ask that because um, when I tell people that, they're shocked. You know, I don't get anti-gay stuff, but I get blatant, 
horrible anti-Semitism. And my assistant was like, I just, I'm just deleting them. I said, no, I want them. I want them. Um, and they're just disgusting and old tropes. And it's, you know, it makes me angry, but it really makes me sad. Um, and you know, victims of the Holocaust, there's so few left and it's, it's really, it concerns me, but I feel like I need, I need to see them. It fires me up. It makes me want to talk more about it. It makes me want to call these people out. Um, but yes, all most 90 over 90 percent of my hate mail is anti-Semitic. I got to ask you about your comedic influences. You've said that one of your biggest influences is Joan Rivers, who's a personal favorite yeah. of mine as well. What do you think uh, Joan Rivers did for Jews in comedy? Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. I just did. And I just did Melissa's podcast. And it was so I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And she was like, shut up. Um, <laughs> Joan Rivers, first of all, was brilliant. And the thing that I find so, I, I don't want to use the word fascinating, but it is kind of fascinating. Here's this short, first of all, she's a short Jewish, very smart woman, very smart, very well educated, very well read classy. When she was in college, she um, went down to the village and saw Lenny Bruce. And uh, this is a, an old story. And um, she had an epiphany. She said um, he was saying the truth on stage and making it funny. Total truth, but it was funny. And um. She also said that when she was a little girl, there were no female stand-ups that she could point to and say, I wanted, that's what I want to do. So she sees this guy and uh, she then for 50 years does the exact same thing. And the thing about Joan was she was unabashedly Jewish. She was inappropriate. She was fearless. She she was classy. She was smarter. Than, she was the smartest one in the room. And here's this guy, Johnny Carson from Nebraska, who couldn't be more Gaisha and white. <laughs> who thinks she, I mean, here's this guy who is middle America thinking this woman is like otherworldly. And I remember... As a kid, watching Joan, I also loved Toadie Fields, by the way, um, who died very young, but um, she died at 48. But she was also fearless. Um, and, uh, and, and there were other, other comedians, but those two really had a profound effect on me. Jean Carroll was really the first female straight stand-up, and uh, she was Jewish. Um, but... A lot of people don't know about her, but, um, but Joan and Toadie were 
they said the stuff you weren't supposed to say. Um, and they got away with it because they were so brilliantly funny and likable. And you knew and vulnerable. There's this idea of caustic vulnerability. And Don Rickles, Don Rickles is sitting another, another phenomenon. Here's this guy who, if you were in his audience and he didn't single you out and mock the crap out of you, you were like, oh, I can't believe he didn't abuse me. I mean, can you imagine today? And his whole point was that, oh, you're this, you're that. We're all the same. Give me a hug. Like, it, it was just pointing out the nonsense that everyone thinks about everyone. And it was, it was so hysterical, but it would never fly today. Um, and Joan, for the five decades she was in stand-up, you knew exactly where women stood. She talked about things before anyone else. Divorce, plastic surgery. Actually, Phyllis Diller talked about plastic surgery before, I think, anyone else and was very proud of it. But um, when her husband Edgar died, she talked about his suicide. She did not shy away from anything. Nothing was precious. She was there for the joke. And if you didn't get it, th then too bad. And never gave up the work ethic of, uh, I don't know, a Sherpa. I mean, it's just, she was such an influence. And I remember watching her with my parents, both of us laughing, you know, like, when do you have the same taste as your parents? My parents were in their forties when they had me. My father was almost 50 when he had me. And I'm here, we are hysterically laughing at this brash Jewish woman. And it's like watching her as a kid going, wow. I, you know what? I don't have to be ladylike and docile, you know? Yeah. I can have yeah. a sharp tongue. But she yeah. really, and you know, when she died, Chris Rock said she was the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Now, Chris Rock, who came from a completely different background than, than Joan Rivers, she had such a profound effect on so many, so many comedians. And her memorial service, I can't even tell you. It was literally one minute I'm hysterically laughing, the next minute I'm hysterically crying. And it, it was, she was the the goat for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think for a lot of people as well. Yeah. Um, as we as we begin to wind down now, I'm I'm going to ask you a question that I ask all of our guests, which is if someone who is not Jewish comes to you and says that they want to help in the fight against anti-Semitism, where should they start? They should speak out. Anytime someone says anything remotely anti-Semitic, you have to call them out. If you have a big social media following. You have to post. If you read the newspaper and you see something that happened, post about it. Did you read this? Did you see this? Um, even writing fight anti-Semitism, show us that you're our ally. Don't let anyone get away with any sort of slight. Um, we have to have more discourse, not less. Do not be silent. Do not be silent. Yeah. Can yeah. we plug my book, by the way? We didn't plug my book. No, my absolute next question is going to oh, be, okay. please tell, tell the listeners, what have you got going on? What have you got coming up? And where can people find you? Oh, God. I love you. Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm on the socials uh, at Judy Gold, J-E-W. 
D-Y-G-U-L-D. Which I've also gotten crap for. And it's like, I'm a Jew. I'm a proud Jew. Uh, so that's on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and now threads. Mm. Um, so I'm at Judy Gold, but I have a website, judygold.com, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D.com. And I, I wrote a book that came out in 2020 and it's called, uh, yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. And it's all about free speech through the perspective of a comedian. It's a very Jewish book. It talks a lot about the history of comedy, a lot about Joan, but a lot about, um, you know, the the way politicians, a.k.a. Trump, get away with saying this horrible crap. And yet comedians, uh, they say one thing that offends you and they should never be able to perform again. So I have that book and that book. Yes, I can say that we did a solo show uh, at off Broadway directed by B.D. Wong, written with my friend Eddie Sarfati, and it was a hit. Uh, we did it in uh, March and April, and we are going to be taking that show on tour and hopefully coming to London, and it's all about, you know, free speech and this call to action and and anti-Semitism, a lot about anti-Semitism. I'm going to the Montreal Comedy Festival, uh, but right now I'm in Provincetown, Massachusetts, where I live and I do a residency all summer and I try out new material and it's just fantastic. So just go to judygold.com and you'll see where I am and follow me and buy my book and just love me. That's all I ever ask. <laughs> well, look, if you bring your show to London, I will uh, be there. Judy Gold, thank you thank so much you. for coming on Podcast Against Antisemitism. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. And let's keep up the fight. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcast Against Antisemitism. If you did, please subscribe and leave us a nice rating or email any feedback to podcast.antisemitism.org. Until next Thursday, stay safe.